Welcome in to the newest edition of the Justin Time Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Jackson. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the Justin Time Sports Podcast on iTunes and Spotify. This episode is all about the NBA Finals and what happened, what the future holds, legacies, and things of that nature. This is all about the Celtics and the Warriors, and we will jump right into the episode. As always, don't forget to sit back and get ready to learn something. Welcome into the show. Welcome into the show. Welcome into the show. Welcome into the show. Congratulations to Dub Nation. I said it four times because they have four chips as they will not let us or should not let us forget that. Um, I'm going to start off this podcast by saying I was wrong. I had Boston in six um, pretty much after game four. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard it. I'm not, I'm not a flip-flopper, so I didn't flip predictions, but I had trepidation, um, and it kind of felt like incoming Warriors role. They kind of, you know, kind of cracked the code, like, oh, that's what it is, kind of thing. A lot of veteran leadership, and, and, and the Warriors ended up winning in six. So, completely flipped my series on its head to the Boston in six, go to State in six. Um, and pretty much, it went down how you would think it went down but i have to get some i have to get some some business some shop out of the way i admitted i was wrong uh congratulations to the golden state warriors for winning that series four to two congratulations to hall of fame steph curry uh, for winning his first finals mvp and getting the last thing on his resume reasonably he can get um i mean he's never gonna get dpoy that's why i said reasonably all defense, uh, you know, all defensive teams. It's not going to happen. Although he did play pretty good defense in this final, especially Al Horford, who we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, this podcast will not be a broken up segment podcast like the normal ones are. And because this is just a one topic special. So we're going to dive into a few different areas. Maybe take a baby break um, in between maybe a, a big shift. But for the most part, this is going to be a one-stop shop um, for coverage and kind of outlook and the historical outlook. So first, we're going to start off with the last couple of games, considering that, you know, when the last time I recorded, it was prior to game five. Um, and that was a game I felt like in order for Boston to win this series, they had to win that game because Boston was carrying around a cloak of invincibility after a loss. So they had lost seven times. They had won seven times right after that loss. So they had lost game four. And I'm thinking, okay, they go to Golden State, win game five. You get back in Boston. You tell that crowd, you tell that team, Ime Adoka's chanting and raving and preaching. We can end this here in front of our fans. We do not want to get back on that plan and go back to the Chase Center in Golden State. Steph Curry has the worst shooter performance in the last four and a half years for him. He goes 0 for 9 from 3, and the Warriors win the game. I told a lot of people that's a concerning sign. It's sort of like when I kept saying about the Boston Celtics. Like they're winning games, and Tatum's not playing well. So whenever Tatum starts to play well, that is going to be a problem for the Warriors. Now, as you all know, as you all watch, 
Jason Tatum never had to play well, ever. Um, he he's the first he led the NBA in turnover and the play NBA playoff in turnovers. He's the first player to ever have a hundred turnovers in a postseason. I mean, it was just an abject disaster for Tatum. We'll come back to him later. Um, but the Warriors, you know, had a game. Andrew Wiggins, I think he had 25 and 17. Kevon Looney had a good game. Klay Thompson hit some shots in that game five. So then they win game five in Golden State. They get it back to Boston, obviously, last night. Uh, I told my wife, who's a Warriors fan, I told her. And I told a friend of mine, B-Roy, shout out, he just dropped his new single. Um, we'll definitely get him on the show at some point. But um, I was speaking with them, and I was telling them, Boston, or Golden State, rather, better win tonight. Uh, obviously last night, but they better win game six. Because then the, then the media narrative starts. Then the ghosts start. Then the doubt starts. They don't want to have game seven back on their home floor and see how they should have ended early. They don't want that. That's all the pressure in the world's on you. Boston's playing with house money. They go in and lose. They're a young team, lost to a vet team in a game seven at home for the championship. I mean, you know, and they win. They're, they're, I mean, they're, their banners are up in their Celtics legends. Like, there's no. Boston's playing with house money. They can't lose. Conversely, if you're going to say in that situation, all you can do is lose. Because if you win the game, they say you should have ended it faster. If you lose the game, by God, everyone's everyone's legacy is in question. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where if you're Golden State, you have to avoid that situation. And credit to them, they did. Um, dominating that game. I also told them, uh, check my timeline. Um, I, I tweeted that I was telling people, like, it's either going to be Warriors by 30 or Boston close. You know, there was, I, didn't, I didn't see a situation when Boston blew them out. And got it to a game seven. I think maybe thought Boston finally executes in the last four minutes of the game. And I didn't really execute, make the shot, make the terrible shot they normally shoot. They normally shoot six, seven threes in a row in the, or under four minutes. They make five of them, you know, and take a three point deficit to a 12 point lead and then survive the last two minutes kind of thing and win by four. Um, and then get it back to Golden State game seven. Obviously, it did not happen. Golden State, led by Steph Curry, uh, Finals MVP Steph Curry, absolutely blitzed them in the second quarter. It was 50. The game started off 14 to 2 Celtics, or 12 2 Celtics. Um, Boston ended up being down at the end of the first quarter and was down 15 at the end of the uh, second, at the end of halftime, at the end of the first half. 52 to 26 run. Um, pretty much the Blitz Creed just came early. Normally the Blitz comes or start a third. Uh, Golden State unleashed the blitz in the second. Like I said, it was just an absolute annihilation during that period. No answers from Jason Tatum. No answers from Marcus Smart. Surprisingly, Al Horford was the guy in the third quarter to really hit threes to come back. Um, I was laughing, you know, telling my wife this. I'm like, man, it's Al Horford versus the Warriors. Steph would hit a three. Al Horford answers. Clay would hit a three. Al Horford answers. So, um, you know, Otto Porter hits a three. Al Horford answered. It was like Al Horford versus the Warriors at a certain point, which is, I mean, no disrespect to Al Horford. That's a bad recipe. If LeBron couldn't beat the Warriors by himself, you you know that Al Horford's got little to no chance of doing that activity. Um, but kudos to Al, for, Al Horford for fighting anyway. Okay. I have been nice. I have been cordial. I got all the housekeeping stuff out of the way. 
I got other stuff I was effectively obligated to do as not only a source of opinion, but as a source of fact. And because I do present fact 90% of the time, especially on the Justin Time Sports uh, social media pages, because that is where I've dropped breaking news and things I find out, things I hear, I add you guys. Uh, I, I tweet that out for you guys, Instagram it out for you guys, Facebook it. And so you guys are fully plugged into that. As a news source, I had to get all that fact keeping stuff out of the way. Now I'm going to move into the opinion space of the podcast, the opinion section of the podcast. Now, I realized 30 minutes after Steph Curry's crying on the court with about three, four seconds left, um, that he's going to win his fourth championship. I realized about 30 minutes after that, 30, 45 minutes after that, I'm going to have to be the bad guy. I don't like being the bad guy. I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of this. It's like when I had to give a couple of eulogies to a couple of careers over the podcast history. I had to, I had to eulogize over Philip Rivers. I had to give a eulogy for Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't like doing that. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't make me. It doesn't warm my soul to do this. I don't get enjoyment out of it or anything. I don't like doing this. But I'm gonna have to have several moments, or a few, a few moments. Or a few topics, rather, where I'm going to be the bad guy. And that's fine. Topic number one. I'm going to start from a macro and go to a micro. Topic number one. Where does this Warriors dynasty stack up against the all-time great dynasties in the NBA? Okay. I'm going to start with the team. First, for a team perspective... This dynasty is not a top three dynasty in the NBA. Period. It's not. And, and, and I don't think it's top five off the top of my head, but it may end up being number five. The greatest dynasty in NBA history, I it, it's from the sheer number, it's, the, it's Bill Russell Celtics. 11 titles in 13 years. The sheer number of winning Without Bill Russell doing what he did, Will Chamberlain is probably still inarguably the GOAT. Like, it, it is just an absolute domination unforeseen in any sport ever. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous what the Boston Celtics were able to do. Uh, like I said, 11 titles in 13 seasons. And you get those people, uh, oh, they played against plumbers, and Bill Russell played against plumbers and electricians. Well, okay, I'm, I'm sure Bill Russell's team wasn't the only team. I'm sure Bill Russell had the only team in the league with full-time NBA players that did nothing else, had trained and lived and ate and slept like we do it today. No. No, they did not. They did not have that at all. They also had plumbers and electricians on their team. Uh, we just know their names because they won eight titles with Russell. Or they won seven titles with Russell. Russell's only constant for all 11. But like some guys went eight with them. Others won nine with them. Some won seven uh, with him. But... So, that's, that's Bill Russell Celtics. The second greatest dynasty of all time. Now you've left the raw counting numbers and you can move into more of this domination. It's just Jordan's Bulls. They won six titles in eight seasons. The last six seasons, Michael Jordan played in a Chicago Bulls uniform. Full seasons, rather. The Chicago Bulls hoisted up the Larry O'Brien Trophy. 
that is a ridiculous thing to say. The last six full seasons, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, I can put Scottie Pippen there too. Scottie Pippen wore a Chicago Bulls uniform on the court together. They won six NBA championships with two different iterations of the team. You know, there was no Robin in the first three. There was no Steve Kerr in the first three. There was no, um, I mean, they had Luke Longley and Bill Cartwright, pretty much the same center. But, they, you know, there was, they switched the cast around. It was just, there was no cool coach in the first three. You know, it's just, so they switched the cast around and it was just a, a, a show led by Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, where Jerry Krause were the three, four constant rather in the, um, Bulls dynasty. Everyone else got swapped in and swapped out. The third greatest dynasty of all time is Magic Johnson's Lakers. They won five titles in nine years. Um, five titles and nine finals appearances, I believe. Um, Magic Johnson played as an active NBA player from 1979 to 1991. Um, in, that, in that space, he went to nine finals, won five NBA championships. Um, obviously, you got Matt Johnson, you've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you've got Jace Worthy, you got Byron Scott, you have um, Pat Riley as an assistant coach, you, um, Pat Riley as a head coach, at one point, you win uh, going fast, you win as a little bit slower, you win with Norm Nixon, you win with Byron Scott, you know what I'm saying, you, you know, you win when Jerry Buss first by the team, you win and wants the Lakers to the Lakers. You know, it's kind of like that level of domination is unprecedented. Uh, so I've got late, uh, unprecedented for, you know, considering what was happening at the same time. Think about it. Magic Johnson wins five titles between 1979 and 1991. The Lakers win five. In that same time period, they have five. Isaiah Thomas takes two. Barry Bird takes two. That's 10 out of 12. Michael Jordan gets his first one, and Dr. J gets the other one. So really, four players won 12 championships during that time period. Magic with five. Michael gets his first. Dr. J gets his elusive NBA championship. Bird's three. Isaiah Thomas is two. So five. Like, that is, you know, so considering what was happening at the same time as him, I give the nod to Magic's Laker dynasty. The fourth greatest dynasty of all time is the San Antonio Spurs, led by Tim Duncan, from about 1999 to 2014. Uh, they also collect five NBA championships, this time over the course of 15 years. Um, is Tim Duncan, Dave Robinson at first, then it kind of parlays into Tim Duncan, to Tony Parker, and Mono Ginobili. You add, you you have a Boris Diaw, you have a Steven Jackson, you throw in a Kawhi Leonard, you have a Tiago splitter. You know, you have a, a Boris Diaw. You have these, you have Greg Popovich obviously the entire time with R.C. Buford as GM. You have these different iterations of the San Antonio Spurs. The only constants being uh, Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan. Like I said, five championships over the course of 15 years, including beating LeBron James twice in the finals, one time in 2007, the other in 20. 14, uh, they were able to defeat him uh, like I said, multiple times, which is kudos to the San Antonio Spurs organization. And then you get to the fifth spot. You get to the fifth spot. The Warriors feel like the fifth greatest dynasty of all time. 
four championships in six seasons. Uh, they've gone uh, four championships in eight years. Uh, they have um, six finals appearances in those eight years. They have, um, you know, if you count their healthy seasons, it's four and six because they pretty much lost two years, past couple years, to just injuries. Steph and Clay were both down one year. Uh, Draymond struggled, suffered immediately to, to go through to that year. And then another year, Clay's down again. Um, and so pretty much you lost two years. So I tweeted out four rings in six years, really four rings in eight years. But if you count their um, healthy seasons, it's four rings in six seasons. Um, but I can't count that. So four rings, eight seasons, six finals appearances. The only time they were not in the finals in the past eight seasons was because of injury. So absolutely kudos to those guys. Um, they are the fifth greatest dynasty of all time. There's no shame in being fifth. There isn't. There's no shame in that game at all. They even have the record for the most NBA Finals wins by a trio ever. Now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on Front Street. I think they're done. I think that was the last one. Right when I got to the playoffs, I started telling people like they better win this one. They're not ever gonna win again. Um, I don't think they're ever gonna win the championship again. I don't have them making the finals again. And to be honest, I believe if Giannis, if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, Giannis is back-to-back Finals MVP because he wins another ring. Because um, pretty much without Tatum knocking down threes and really consistently scoring, the Bucks are a much better team than the Celtics. Even with Tatum consistently scoring, the Bucks are a better basketball team. Who's guarding Giannis? Who's going to do anything with Chris Middleton? Um, I guess we were Angel Wiggins or Chris Middleton, but there's nobody to guard Giannis. Drew Holiday is always giving fits to Steph Curry. Um, Grayson Allen does what he does. Bobby Portis is the energy guy. Like that Bucks team, PJ Tucker playing defense. He couldn't have he couldn't have guarded Curry, obviously, but Andrew Wiggins could have been in his sights. Um it's a, that Milwaukee team uh is a great well, they don't have any sucker. P Tucker's in Miami. Um but that said that Milwaukee Bucks team to me would have won another championship if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt. So I just don't think so I just don't think the uh, Warriors win again. So I'm, I'm happy for them they got this one. But they are the fifth greatest dynasty of all time. Again, no shame in that. You know, you're 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 being passed by eleven championships in Bill Russell Celtics, five six championships in Michael Jordan's Bulls, five championships in Matty Johnson's Lakers, and five titles in Duncan Spurs. There's no shame in that uh, at all being the fifth greatest dynasty ever. So now we're going to shift to two Steph Curry narratives. The first narrative is Steph Curry is top 10 all time. And the second narrative is that he has cemented himself as the greatest point guard of all time. Oh, three narratives, actually. He's also the face of the generation. And start with the face of generation. The answer is no. It's the quickest one. The answer is no. You play in the same time period as LeBron James. Anytime before you win this ring, we are not asking who's the greater dynasty. The Heat or the uh, Warriors or the Cavs or the Warriors or the Lakers or the Warriors. We're asking LeBron versus the Warriors. Who is the greatest dynasty in the league? 
the answer to both of those questions, who's the face of the league and who's the greatest dynasty in the league, is LeBron James. It's not close. You look at jersey sales, you look at ad revenue, you look at TV, you look at winning. They both have four titles. However, LeBron has all four finals MVPs and he has four regular season MVPs to boot along with a bunch of other accolades and things of that nature. So to me, there's really no contest here. LeBron James is the face of the generation. All right, let's shift to, I can kind of answer both narratives, the original two narratives at once. And the first two narratives, in case you have short memories, um, those narratives are that Steph Curry is top 10 all time and that um, he is the greatest point guard of all time. All right, so the reason why these two narratives came about is that people started asking hypothetically before the series was concluded um, so I, I can't even claim revisionist history before the series was concluded that oh if Steph wins is he top 10 and of course after he won I seen it on I seen it on social media I got people told it to me oh yeah Steph Curry's top 10 I used to even go as high as Steph Curry's five or six you know it's just he you throw around those numbers it's one of those narratives. And the people, the Andrew Godala, after the game, said Steph Curry is the greatest point guard of all time. Okay. So, we're going to do something. We're going to start off with the greatest point guard of all time. Before last night, I had Steph Curry as my third best point guard of all time because I believe Isaiah Thomas does not get the love and respect he deserves. He was still the first point guard to ever lead the finals in points and assists. And to be honest, I don't recall another one doing it. I'm trying to think of teams who had great point guards and winning championship. He might be the only one. Because um, Magic didn't really score like that. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar points 79. No, because Isaiah Thomas was the first one. So that means 79 it wasn't Magic. No, they really always had great point guards. Just in the 90s, uh, Bulls won the chips. Hakeem Olajuwon was the Rockets. Tim Duncan, Spurs. 2000, Shaq and Kobe didn't really have a point guard. Uh, Allen Iverson didn't win. But Shaq and Kobe, I scored them. Um, did he get to the Warriors? Yeah, Steph Curry, I'm comfortable saying right this second, Isaiah Thomas is the only point guard in NBA history to ever lead the finals of points and assists. I am very comfortable saying that right this second. So, up until last night, I had Steph Curry as the third best point guard behind Isaiah Thomas. I can no longer make that case. When there was three rings to two, both finals MVPs going, I believe Isaiah Thomas's way, the whole Kevin Durant thing, I can make the case. Um, but I can no longer do that. Steph Curry is now the second best point guard of all time. Again, we discussed Magic Johnson earlier. He has the third greatest dynasty of all time with five rings in nine years. Five rings and nine finals appearances over 11 years. Um, really pretty much got slowed down from coming out of the West repeatedly because of the AIDS situation. Um, had he not contracted AIDS, he might have went to another couple of finals. Maybe he knocks off Jordan's Bulls one of those times. And he has six, Jordan has five. You know, who knows how that goes if Magic Johnson ultimately um, is could continue playing for another three, four, five years. Now, they would have not had Crown Bill Jabbar, but, you know, who knows? It's LA. At the time it was Magic. If you were the big man, you could run. Magic got you the ball. So who knows what could have happened. But 
Magic Johnson is still the number one greatest point guard of all time. Let's end that debate. Let's not even have that discussion. I mean, we can have the discussion. That's fine. Uh, Matt Johnson revolutionized the fast break. Steph Curry really revolutionized the three. Matt Johnson, six foot nine. He, he jumped center for Kareem Abdul Jabbar in game six of the NBA Finals against the Philadelphia 76ers. If you watch Winning Time, you got to see a dramatization version of it. If you watch They Call Me Magic, I mean, uh, they gave him more, he gave him more document, documentarian version. And now the Lakers are putting out their own um, thing on Hulu. That I'm sure is going to dive into that moment even more because Jeannie, Jeannie Buss, the current owner of the Lakers, is going to talk about her father, Jerry Buss, owning the team. And the Magic Johnson jumping in for Kareem at center happened in Magic's rookie year, which was Jerry Buss's rookie year because Jerry Buss brought the Lakers, subsequently picked Magic Johnson. So, um, you know, everyone knows about the 42, 15, and 7 that um, I believe it was Magic Johnson's numbers when he jumped center for Kareem. Uh, played all 42 minutes, etc. I don't have to go down that path. We know about that. We know about how he revolutionized Showtime. We revolution know how he revolutionized basketball. Um, pushing the fast break where, you know, anybody can get it. And Showtime does not get the credit it deserves because um, uh, uh, I can't think of coach's name. Not Paul Westfield. Um, the coach, uh, Jerry. Oh, I can't think of his name right now. The coach that really replaced Jerry West got in a bike accident. You guys are talking about. He did the fast, super fast break. Get the ball and run. Just run, 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 run all game. Pat Riley kind of took it, tweaked it, adjusted it, and added the caveat of dumping in the Kareem. It doesn't work. Um, but Magic liked that running gun system. He was able to get out in the fast break, throw flashy passes, really run, etc. But as like I said, I still got Magic Johnson back on topic. I still got Magic Johnson, my best point guard of all time. Um, just what he did with the for the league. Him and Larry Bird literally saved the league. When they came to the league, the NBA Finals were on tape delay. Like, they literally saved the NBA. Um, you know, so, again, they said five championships. You got to give credit where credit is due. But the big debate everyone is having is, is Steph Curry top 10 of all time? And we're going to wrap the show up today. Actually, we're going to have this this little talk, and then we're going to wrap the show up. Is he top 10 of all time? Now, in no order, in no order, I made a list of my, of these so following 11 players. In order for Steph Curry, or 12 players, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. In order for Steph Curry to be top 10 all time, he has to be better than at least one of them. But to be firmly top 10, maybe I'm having a brain cramp, he has to be better than two of them. Again, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. And those 11, again, in no order, is LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Hakeem Olajuwon. In order for Steph Curry to be top 10 all time, and again, let me recount them one more time. 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11. He has to be better than at least one of them. Right? Who's your case? LeBron James, 
We had, we had the discussion already. We had the discussion of he's not he's not the face of the generation. You know, LeBron's got four MVPs, four titles, four finals MVPs, the most all NBAs ever, uh, the most all NBA first teams ever, etc. And then the list is is endless for LeBron James. Michael Jordan has a GOAT case. Anybody know six in the finals, uh, six finals MVPs, he's got five regular season MVPs, he's got eight all defensive teams, uh, he did all his basic in 13 seasons. Uh, the list goes on and on for Michael Jordan. The third guy in the GOAT, the third and final guy in the GOAT competition, Kareem Blue Jabbar, six championships, six MVPs, um, six NBA championships, six uh, regular season MVPs, most points in NBA history, the only unstoppable shot in the game, universally regarded as one of the, as, to me, the best basketball player ever. If you encompass high school and college career, he lost a total of five games, and gets to the NBA, you know what he did after that. Um, so, Kareem Abdul Jabbar has a, he's the greatest basketball player ever from the time they were born, from the time they stopped playing. But he has a, he has a GOAT case for the NBA. You got Shaquille O'Neal, the most dominant center ever. And if you bottle up to 1994, I believe he came to lead, to 2005, he has a case for being the greatest player of all time. Um, in that time period, he won four NBA championships, was the most dominant center ever. Changed how the NBA did equipment. They changed the goal because of Shaq. Like... I just, it's just they, they added rules because Shaq was doing something people. It's insane. Will Chamberlain is another guy. They changed rules. They stopped people from dunking uh, because of him. They um, changed several other rules because of Will Chamberlain. The 100 points in the game. 15 and 25 for a season average. Um, NBA champion. Like I said, countless, countless awards for Will Chamberlain. Larry Bird, the, only, the last, last, and I think forever will be, the last NBA three-time MVP. Um, three three championships, five finals appearances, uh, gold medal, etc. You know what Larry Bird did. Maddie Johnson, we've talked about him a lot this podcast. Bill Russell, we mentioned him. 11 championships, 13 seasons, the last two he coached. Kobe Bryant is in many people's gold debate. Five NBA championships, seven finals appearances, or eight finals appearances? Seven finals appearances, five NBA championships, regular season MVP, top 10 in scoring. Um... The close thing on Michael Jordan we've had since Michael Jordan, um, Kobe Bryant, absolutely insane. Tim Duncan, we spoke about him. Five NBA championships um, and what he did with the Spurs dynasty. And Hakeem Olajuwon, two NBA championships. He was drafted ahead of Michael Jordan, and no one's complaining about that pick. You know how good you have to be to be drafted ahead of Michael Jordan, and no one cares? Like, no one's ever blamed Houston for drafting Hakeem Olajuwon. Um top two or three center ever well top three or four center ever um definitely the best foreign center of all time absolutely an animal if, if kareem had the most unstoppable shot with the hook shot the dream shake has got to be the most unstoppable move i mean it's just absolutely spectacular what hakeem Olajuwon was able to do with his career so if you say steph curry's top 10 who is he taking out the only person to me that you can consider taking out is Hakeem or Wilt. It's not both. And I know it sounds insane. I, I just both one of them is doing your top ten, and as most of you have a preference against big guys. Like it's just you have Wilt, Wilt, Wilt's case is me winning. Um, it's just raw winning. He just didn't win enough. He only has the one championship. Ran to Bill Russell a lot. Lost four game sevens to Bill Russell by combined nine points. He ran to Bill Russell a lot. Um, and then there's Hakeem Olajuwon, 
who I guess case would be pure rings if you do him versus Steph. Um, but to me, Hakeem's a better basketball player. To me, Wilt's better. Like, to me, Steph Curry is fighting for 11 or 12. Because if you're better than one of them, which I guess you would, to me, it would be Wilt because of Raw winning. Or Hakeem, like, you're 9 or 10. To me, you're 11. Well, to me, you're 12. Yeah, because you're better than one of them, you're 11. You're better than two of them, you're 10. So to me, the high, the highest you can be is 10. Out of Wilt and Hakeem, I think they're both better than you. I think they both have a greater case than Steph Curry. So I believe that they're both they're 10 and 11, respectively, probably. And Steph Curry's holding on like 12. Now, I was asked today, um, what would it take for Steph Curry to be in that top 10 for me? Like, solidify. Like, no questions asked. Either win another ring, get to five, or you win another MVP or his raw counting numbers. He plays four or five more years and ends up at 35,000 points with like 700 made threes. And you know what I'm saying? His raw counting numbers are just get so ridiculous. You couldn't possibly deny him. But kudos to Steph Curry. Kudos to the Warriors. Kudos to their organization, their fans, their real fans. Uh, kudos to them. Um, absolutely ridiculous moment. He joins a class, and I was telling you about this yesterday as well. He joins a class. I call them the super legends. The super legends have four or more in pretty much all cases. Like Hakeem doesn't. Wilt doesn't. Larry doesn't. But Michael Jordan has six. LeBron has five. LeBron has four. Kareem has six. Shaq has four. Bird has three. Again, an exception. Wilt has one. Again, an exception. Magic has five, Russell has 11, Kobe has five, Duncan has five. When you get to that four more, that gets you to a different level in the in the legend area. Really three or more, but that gets you to a different level in terms of winning. Um, it gets to a different era. So kudos to Steph Curry, kudos to the Warriors organization. Like I said, they're fans. Um, great, great NBA season. I'm very excited for football season now. Of course, you guys know the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Finals are happening. Avalanche took game one, so they won only there. But keep an eye on the Twitter, social social media handles at JTimesports, RP at JTimesports for breaking news and updates. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the Justin Time Sports Podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Now, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. This is your host, Justin Jackson, signing out.